Savvy Sabs podcast on call-in. This is episode 29, Jesse Ventura interview recap. Recently, I interviewed Jesse Ventura covering several topics, including a possible presidential run for 2024. Jesse has joined Yang's Forward Party. So if he runs, he will run under that party. What are your thoughts? I see we already have uh, Brady here on the line. So let's go ahead and bring Brady in. What's good, Sabby? Much What's appreciated. Going on? I'm <laughs> the one that's been twisting your arm to interview Jesse Ventura for like a month now. And so I appreciate that so much. I know that wasn't easy. I could see that was a tough interview. Jesse's a wild card, you know? <laughs> like So... I thought it was really good. I really appreciated the interview. It's good to see him um, anywhere being interviewed by a lefty. I'm, I'm glad you tried to push back on the Andrew Yang thing a little bit. He's really hard to get a word in with. I realized that was a little embarrassing on his part. We need, he needs Tyrell for that, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, it was really cool to see the conversation happen and, and hear his points about, you know, hey, don't worry about the label that the – the party's running under it's it's him it's jesse who's running you know and i think jesse ventura might even throw a wrench into any kind of corporate you know sneaky plans that uh the andrew yang ford party might have going on so having jesse ventura intimately involved in that situation could actually be a mitigator for some shady some potential shady business down the road and i think uh he could potentially be the kind of wild card to mess up any kind of negative plans they might have because he is such a wild card. I mean, uh, the guy is almost uncorruptible. You know, he's, he's one of those rare forces that is honestly not motivated by money. I think the guy doesn't even have a cell phone, you know, <laughs> I just have to thank you so much for that. I know I got a little bit of money in my account now. I'm going to be hitting your, uh, your link tree with some support because I appreciate that so much being able to talk to you and then see you interview Jesse Ventura feels more powerful than voting. So I appreciate every time you come on here and do this stuff and I'm going to pass the joint with that. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Savvy. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, you know, Kim Iverson is coming on tonight and I'm going to ask her because I know that she met with Andrew Yang about the forward party. So I'm going to ask her and get her take on it as well. Um, I mean, for me, there's certain things that I'm looking for, right? Like I have to have Medicare for all <laughs> like that. That's like a, that's something I can't budge on. Like we got to give everybody healthcare. Right. And so far I don't see that as one of their policies on their website. Now that may change. I don't know, but that's another reason why I want to talk to Andrew Yang as well, because like healthcare is like one of the top five issues I would say for a lot of people. And then I'm still going to try to see, if I can find a way to get in touch with Andrew Yang, like I couldn't find contact information for him anywhere. Um, so I'm still working on that. But yeah, this will be very interesting. Um, I will say I don't like the corporate money. I don't like that forward is taking corporate money. Like if they were grassroots, I think that I would be a little bit more understanding. But still, the, medic the, the corporate money and Medicare for all is a big one for me. Right now, those are two uh, issues. But I will say also say this. I was very surprised to hear that Jesse Ventura might be considering running this time. Like, I I don't know. You know, I, I heard the things that he said about the Green Party 
And that was another reason why I wanted to talk to him. I've had multiple people come on from the Green Party talking about why Jesse didn't run. And this is why sometimes it's really just good to hear it from that person, right? So Jesse came on and he explained, what did he say? He said, it's a mess. He said, it's a mess. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad that he was honest about that. And who knows? I, I don't know what's going to happen with this party per se, but I will say that, you know, the, the canceling student loan debt, that's another one too. Like, I feel like they're going to lose a lot of supporters if they don't do that if they don't at least have that on their platform, because that's a big one. You're going to lose a lot of like the millennials. I don't even mean people 18 to 24. I'm talking about people who are Gen X, people who are millennials that are still struggling with student loan debt. You're going to lose a lot of those people. So you got to have something there. But I will say that, again, I am very surprised that he's actually considering it because I didn't think that he would. I'm actually going to be on his podcast tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I'm not sure if it'll air at the same time, if it'll be recorded or not, but might be recorded and then uploaded. But once that's available, I'll let you guys know about that as well. Uh, so yeah, should be interesting. Should be interesting. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much, Brady. Thank you, Savvy. We appreciate you so much. And yeah, the, the, the shenanigans of the Green Party, I'm so shocked that I didn't vote for the Green Party last time. And in retrospect, I probably would. But it was the, the fear of abortion rights in Texas and the social pressure that caused me to vote for Joe Biden. But um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you so much. Thanks again, Savvy. And we can hit up Andrew Yang on Twitter. We can just blow him up and demand that he reach out to you. That's one thing we can all do to help out. Maybe that'll work. That maybe that'll work. I might ask him tonight too. Like, look, do you know how to get in contact with Andrew Yang? Because yeah. <laughs> All right. I have another caller here. This is Roman. Roman, I'm going to go ahead and make you the next caller. So you're on the mic. Hello. Hey, Hello. how are you? Good. Great. Stabby. It's great to talk to you, Sabrina. I, I don't know what to call you. Miss Salvani. <laughs> People call me so many different things. Um, Sabrina's totally fine. Well, uh, I heard you say the other day, and I've, I've heard you bring it, make this point a couple times about the way to cure uh, or to help with crime. The reason of crime is poverty. And although I totally agree with you in principle, the only problem with that is if you compare you would have to make two caveats when you said that. The first one being that it's violent crime. And even then, you would have to say it's violent, policeable crime because the largest crime is employee theft, uh, wage theft by a large margin. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the other thing, that was all I had, but the other thing I wanted to say was that uh, Yang was on Rising today, and he did kind of intimate that he could reject Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 companies, but he was a little waffly on that. Uh, what, what do you mean? Like he was, he's considering he, that or not really? Well, he said he they would. He wasn't committal, but he said he would like talk about uh, 
backing a candidate that would not accept Fortune 500 corporate donations. Oh, okay. So you may want to check that okay. out, but it was a little waffling. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that was the only thing about him is like, because I know he's like a tech, you know, he's in the tech industry and stuff like that. And I know he's, they're, they're corporate and things like that. But um, I could check that out. I actually, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I was watching, I stopped watching Rising after Crystal and Sauger left. Well, no, that's not true. I tried to give it another chance after Crystal and Sauger left. And then I was like, this isn't good anymore. And then I stopped watching it and then Kim joined rising and then I started watching it again. And now that Kim is gone, I haven't, I honestly haven't watched rising since she left. No. Yeah. I, that was the first thing I did after that Fauci thing was unsubscribed from the Hill. I dropped, yeah, right? uh, I dropped, uh, Crystal and Sager. I was giving them 10 bucks a month and then I dropped them and gave that money to Jimmy. It's not around to yeah, it just, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, I remember when, when Kim first came on, on my show last year, she had just joined the Hill and she explained, like they told her she had free reign to talk about whatever she wanted to talk about. And, but that was when Ryan Grimm was still a part of the network. So it seems like there are some changes that have happened there. So it's unfortunate, but. No, I, that was pretty obvious five minutes after Fauci was on there and then Kim wasn't why she wasn't there and what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, what do you quick question? What do you think about Jesse Ventura possibly running in 2024? Oh, that was such a hard interview with him doing a <laughs> Tesla commercial for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. That's when I put in them, let them drive Tesla's Elon Antoinette. <laughs> I I I like some of the things he says, but I don't know how he seems a little out of touch. The student loan thing, man. Like I said, like I told him, I was like, no, 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 no. Why is it? It's only when you have a personal dog in the fight. I mean, if he didn't go to Vietnam, I'm sure he'd be all for it. But he can't, you know, he can't separate himself from the issue. Yeah. It's like that with a lot of people that I talk to, though. A lot of people that are, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, I paid off my loans. And when people tell me that, I say, congratulations. (laughs) Screw screw you. I'm kicking the ladder out. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. It's bad. It's bad. Well, we'll see how all of this goes. I mean, I'm. I don't know. Like this, like I said, I think 2024 could be the time when a third party candidate could really like just disrupt this whole process. I don't know. I had someone tell me earlier today, they said they were a Bernie supporter. They canvassed for Bernie Sanders. And for those who don't know, like people who canvassed for Bernie Sanders, like some of those people had to quit their jobs in order to do that. Like Nick was one of those people. He had to quit his job to travel across the country and canvas for Bernie Sanders. But anyway, this person told me that if Trump runs in 2024, that they're voting for Trump. And this was a Bernie supporter, advocate, canvasser. And I was like, I don't think that's the answer. Why don't you vote like third party or independent? But uh, 
they are really bitter. And I, and I, you know, I can't blame some people because if you put in that time and you put in a lot of hours and this is volunteer work, you're not getting paid for that. You put in like all that time and hours and then Bernie Sanders just <laughs> abandons like the whole movement. I can understand why people are, some people are so bitter that they're like, screw this. I'm going to like, Furious. you know, go, go, go red. Yeah. Like people are pissed. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, thank you so much, Roman. I'm going to go ahead to the next caller. All right. Let's see. Something wrong in the approach. I'm going to bring in uh, Ronwell. Ronwell, you are the next caller. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I watched your uh, Jesse Fletcher um, interview, and I appreciate that you push him back on the um, forward party thing, um, whatever that is. And if Jesse uh, brought up this Cheney or whatever that is, I feel like you should um, uh, we'll push him back on the Liz Cheney on January 6th. When, in, in my personal opinion, I think he should have raised um, um, Thomas Massey, who was um, an anti-war at least. He may not be Republican, but he's still anti-war for sure. Yeah, and also for... Uh, Jesse and Cynthia thing, I still would have loved to see that happen despite all disagreement with him. You know what I mean? Oh, you would like to see uh, Jesse Ventura and Cynthia McKinney? Uh, yes, not Jesse Ventura, um, um, Andrew Yang stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... I would say this if Jesse doesn't run with Cynthia and I have a, um, as a libertarian myself, um, uh, 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 if Daysman runs for president, which I would love to see run, uh, I would, uh, support Daysman instead rather than, um, Yang stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I guess I just don't understand why Yang can't just do this without corporate money. And that's why I want to talk to him because he has um, a lot of. Oh, can you mute yourself for just a second? I think there's a little bit of feedback. Um, he has a lot of uh, recognition. Like people know who Andrew Yang is. It's not like he's not known, right? So I just don't understand why he can't do this without corporate money. I can understand the people who are not known. They're like, hey, why am I have to do it this way? Because people don't know who I am. But people know Andrew Yang. I mean, he's run for office twice. Like, And the other thing I will say is this, and this is kind of embarrassing in a way, but basically Andrew Yang is doing what Bernie Sanders should have done, but did not do. He ran through the Democratic Party twice and said, screw this, uh, I'm going to start a third party. That's exactly what Bernie Sanders should have done and chose not to. That's true, but, but the forward thing, I feel like the forward party is a, tr is a tr uh, is, let's just say, um, triopoly, let's just say that, um, because, um, there's a potential stop that the forward party they can 
can become like a third party monster. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I I see that too. I understand that too. I think, like honestly, I think two big mistakes, right? Like number one, it being corporate, and number two, advertising this as a centrist party. Like that is not appealing to people who were progressive, to people who backed like progressive candidates and stuff. When you say centrist to me, that is a huge turnoff, in my opinion. Like I, I first, I think of Bill Clinton. That's why I'm like. Why is it, what do you mean centrist? Like, did you pay attention to anything that happened in 2020? Like people want those progressive policies to pass. And the thing I think that um, was somewhat disturbing to me is that when you looked at the exit polls, the exit polls showed that majority of people wanted Medicare for all. They wanted those progressive policies. However, they didn't vote that way. And so that's why people can point and say, oh, well, it's not going to work with a progressive or a Marxist because, you know, look how Americans vote and da da da. And I'm like, yeah, but they, the majority were for those policies. So it's, it's kind of frustrating, you know, but I just wish, um, I don't know. I, I really wish he wasn't taking corporate money because it's just like, what's the point? Like, really, what's the point if you're going to do that? Yeah, so uh, I'd rather take um, the Libertarian Party under the Mises Caucus over the four party if Jesse doesn't run with Cynthia. You know what I mean? Like, and then Tulsi, of course, for me. So, yeah, I hope that the party independents win against the, du- uh, the, 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 the duopoly. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, because I really can't. Like, I mean, I just talked to Cynthia McKinney recently, and I've had her on a couple of times. I cannot see Cynthia McKinney running through the forward party. That's the thing. Like, I can't see her going in that direction. Um, But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I wonder who else is going to sign on for this, too. I'm, I'm going to sit back and... And and watch and see who else decides to sign on for the forward party, because I'm telling you what people are saying right now. Like some people are saying that this party isn't real, that it's just another grift. Um, Of course, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look good when um, you are coming out right after everything that happened with MPP. But at the same time, I will say this party is moving rather quickly in the sense that they're already talking about, okay, let's go ahead and take care of ranked choice voting, which exactly this is what should be done first is ranked choice voting. If we really want a third party to succeed, that's what we need to accomplish. So I will say Andrew Yang is right with that. The fact that we're going to these different states. I think he was just in Nevada recently going to these different states and trying to get ranked choice voting passed. So that way those third party candidates can actually have a better chance of winning. I haven't seen MPP do that. In fact, last I just saw, they removed MPP from the Florida. I think Florida removed them from the, from the ballot. So I, I don't know, like something needs to change. Um, But like I said, I really do wish that Andrew Yang was not taking corporate money as a part of this, this organization. So but Ronwell, thank you so much for uh, calling in. I'm going to go to the next caller. And this is Charles. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Yeah, I'm really glad I got through. I'm a really big fan of your show. I watch it all the time. You and uh, all of RBN and 
but mainly your show. But but basically, um, yeah, I saw your interview with Jesse Ventura. I think you said a lot of the stuff that I thought. I was very dis- I was very surprised and very disappointed when he first. I thought he was joking when he was talking about the forward party. That's how that's how surprised I was. And and like I think you and your previous callers already said it. It defeats the purpose. I mean, the, the whole purpose and the problem is to escape the corporate money duopoly. And I think like your last caller said, then it's just like a third party monster. And he's talking about Howard Stern for the VP and he's, and yeah, and he's, you know, and I'm a, I was a big Jesse fan and, you know, that's why I was surprised. And he's, he's kind of, he's kind of pretentious and he was just rambling about stupid stuff and seeing mostly partially senile. And, um, I was just really disappointed. Um, and, and then Andrew Yang. Yeah, he's kind of suspect. And Michael Brooks actually had a good analysis of him. And, you know, he's just, and then like, you know, it seems like Yang's just trying to worm his way into the system. First he tries to run as president, then he tries to run as, you know, mayor. Now he's trying to get a third party. And I don't know. I just think it defeats the purpose. Mainly that's the crux of the, the feast of purpose because of the, it's just another corporate party. And that's the whole purpose of having a third party is to, you know, so, so basically it, it represents the people, not the, can't, not corrupted by the donors. And then, one other quick side subject is, um, do you know why, do you think, do you know why Jimmy Dore is still supporting, uh, Nick Brana? Um, I do not. All I know is that, um, what I was told is that it is not a political party, um, that it's an organization that's basically a movement. I don't know, dude. Like, I honestly, it's tricky too, because like, I never was, I was never a part of MPP. I was contacted one time months ago um, by people who were trying to get uh, people on the ballot here in Massachusetts for MPP, but that didn't take off. Like we, we had that meeting and then I don't know what happened after that. Like, this is just a common, common story of my life. But, um, but I actually was not a part of the organization. So a lot of this stuff to me is just this is why I try to listen to both parties, like both sides, because I really don't know. I wasn't one of the volunteers. You know, I wasn't one of the the people that actually worked with MPP like Paula Jean did. Like I, I wasn't one of those people. So I really didn't know. And honestly, until I had brought Nick Brana on, I had never even met Nick Brana. So. It's just a lot of this stuff for me. I was just like, well, let me make sure we can hear both sides on this issue. But what's your take? Uh, what's your take on uh, Jesse and the uh, and the uh, forward party? I I have difficulty because I do not like the fact that the forward party is corporate. I don't like that. You can't take corporate money if you're going to do that. Then you guys might as well just run in the democratic party or the Republican party. Exactly. I mean, you just can't, I don't understand the point of this, like take, do it grassroots, do it the right way. And that's the thing. That's why I want to talk to Andrew Yang. So I can say to him, like, listen, I get totally support third parties, but if you're going to do it, let's do it the right way and take grassroots money and not corporate money, you know, because otherwise like people are looking at him kind of side eye, even people who support third parties are looking at him kind of side eye. So it's like, you know, I don't know. And I did think that Jesse would be a good person to run. I was hoping he was going to run in 2020, but he did explain like what happened with that whole like episode there with the green party. Like, so it's like, it seems like to me, some of these faces just seem very territorial where it's like, 
they want certain people to run at a certain time. And it, it just, I think it was a mistake not to let he, Jesse Ventura run in 2020. I mean, when he ran for governor of Minnesota, he did it the right way. He basically ran under the reform party. He didn't take any money. And I don't know if you, if you, if you, ever, if you never watched it, there's, there's a, in 1998, there was a debate between the, the candidates, the Republican candidate, the Democratic candidate, and him. And you could tell the other two candidates thought they didn't, like, they didn't even like address him. Like, they basically didn't think he, like, he had a chance at all. You could tell if you watched the interview, like, they just kind of talked around them. And, and it's funny because he won. But if you watch that interview, it's like, you could tell the, the Republican, the Democrat didn't take him serious because, like, they really didn't, they, they basically ignored what he said because it, like, it was like he wasn't even in the room. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's very interesting. And um, and back then he was doing doing it the right way. That's why I was really surprised. I'm surprised too. And that's the thing. That's why I'm like, what did Andrew Yang say to him? You know? I just say I think he's kind of losing it. I think that's probably why. I mean, he just he just that just doesn't sound right. I mean, it, I mean, the, the, the guys don't understand how he got sold on running as the forward party again. When he first said it, I thought when he first came on your show. I thought he was joking. <laughs> well, I didn't. Uh, someone told me that he was on Vanguard. I didn't get a chance to see that interview. But if anyone's listening and you saw him on Vanguard, on Vanguard, I did. Did he, did he say that he was going to run? No. He was. Um. Did he mention the, that he was with the Ford Party? No. No. And I even I even watched the Vanguard after I watched your show, and I actually put in the super chat to have them respond to your interview because I wanted to because I know they're huge Jesse fans too, and. But they, they replied and said they haven't seen your interview yet. But I think they're actually going to watch your interview and they're probably going to do a special show just based on your interview with Jesse Ventura because, because, they, because they're not being consistent because they, they said they're against the, I'm talking, when I say they, I mean the Vanguard guys. They said they're against the Ford party and then they're pro Jesse. And then when I brought, then when I, then when I sent in a super chat saying, why is Jesse with the Ford party? They were very inconsistent in their answer to my super chat. Well, if Jesse runs, I'd vote for him. And that's very inconsistent because, they're against the forward party, so they weren't really. They didn't really give me a good answer. Well, then that explains to me what I've been wondering, which is maybe this is a, a recent thing that he decided to go yes. along with the forward party. Okay. Oh, definitely, that definitely. It. Yeah, it was because because okay. as of the time they because they would have brought it up because as of the time and I watched the whole I watched their show and I watched the because they had all Jesse on several times and and I saw the last time they had him on and no the forward party wasn't mentioned at all. Um, and again, that's why it caught me out of left field when he said that on your show. Okay, that makes sense then. Because I don't know, maybe Gavin and them were probably like, wait, what? <laughs> because they, they they talked to him pretty, I thought that was fairly recent. When yeah, they had, it was. When they but, talked to him. but when I brought it up in the super chat, I could tell it was the first they heard of it. Because they, they they were totally caught off guard. They, they were just like, you could tell they didn't think it through. And they're like, well... If he runs, I no matter what, I'd vote for him and you know, blah blah blah. But they did say they had to research, but but I could tell that that was the first that they heard of it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because you might really like someone, like as a as an individual, and then but then they run through a party that you're not. It, I mean, it was that way for me with like Bernie Sanders. I was already pissed at the Democratic Party when Bernie ran 2016 and 2020. But I believed in Bernie Sanders. So I took that chance and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to donate to this guy as much as I can. By the way, Bernie, I want a refund. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like, but, uh, well, that's how you yeah. up a good analogy. That'd be like Bernie taking corporate money. Then, Ber- then, then, because like somebody said to me once, they were arguing with me, and they're like, and I was saying Bernie was the better candidate because he doesn't take corporate money. And they're like, what would you do if Bernie didn't take corporate money? And I said, I wouldn't vote for him. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you vote for him? And it's like, because that defeats the whole purpose if he takes corporate money, because that's the reason I like him, because he doesn't. So that's the same thing with Jesse running as the forward party. It kind of de- defeats the purpose because then he's, because the whole point is they don't, they don't represent, the politicians don't represent the people. Because they take the corporate money, so if you want representation, you got you got to get people that don't take the corporate money. So by running in the forward party, these like again, he miles just runs a Democrat. That's right. That's see, that's why I just I don't know, dude. Well, you saw him during the interview, like he asked me, like Sabrina, would you uh, endorse? You know, Jess, would you endorse me for <laughs> da da da? And I was like, uh. That's why I couldn't answer because it's like, it's not that I don't think that you would do well. It's the fact that you're running through the, if you run through the forward party, that means you're still taking corporate money because even if you're taking um, grassroots money yourself, the party is still taking corporate money. So you can't represent the the people. Right. That's the same thing that happened with the squad, right? Like they, they ran grassroots campaigns, but they went into a party that was taking corporate money. Yep, that's a good analogy too. Yeah, I heard now they're taking money from like Apple and I like the the uh, Justice Democrats or whatever. Again, that they're doing the same thing. It defeats the purpose because now they're just like the duopoly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like I liked AOC and I was real excited when she ran the won the primary back in 2018 against Crowley. But now she's just like another Nancy Pelosi. That's right. That's basically, right. the the politics, like Chris Hedges says, the politicians morphed into celebrities. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll reach out to, I'll reach out to Gavin and ask him, like, hey, like, you guys hear about this? Because <laughs> by the way, like when when he came on, I did not know that. I could tell. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. That's why I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably why you were totally caught off guard. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. People surprise me sometimes during interviews. Like I, I've brought on people before that, like when Adolph Reed came on, you know, like he was another one. He's starting to change his views. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. Like <laughs> some of these people that said, no, you should not support these corporate politicians. People have changed their views because they're just like, oh, well, it's better to do that than to end up with another Trump. And I'm like, but listen, how did we get Trump in the first place? Exactly. Lesser are too evil. You just keep going further and further over. Some, at some point, you got to cut your losses and, and start over. That's, that's, that, that's what we need. If you keep just voting for the lesser two evils, you kept, keep getting more evil. You just keep shifting over and over and over. And yeah, so it's like, you know, he, he's been ranting and raving on his show when he was on RT about, you know, being against the duopoly and then he's running as the, the forward party and, yeah, I think I think if you would have known that, obviously you would have had a whole other set of questions prepared to ask. But if you know he's run, if you knew he was going to come on there and say he was running in the forward party, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I would have had a totally different set of questions. You're so, like, well, hey, why are you, why are you running in the forward party? <laughs> I don't know, but I think again, I think Kim Iverson supports the forward party too. Like I know she met with him, so I'm going to ask her tonight too. Like. You know, what's her opinion of it and and all those kinds of things. But like, I don't know, like people are coming. Someone told me also recently that uh, Tim Black uh, came out and said that 
you know, that we should support it because it's a third party. Again, I don't know. Again, it's just another, but it's, again, it's a feast of purpose. You, the reason you go for a third party is to be independent. And, and if they take corporate money and they got all these big sponsors and again, corporate money, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a facade. It's a fake. It's not a, it's not the, it's not the objective. Yeah, I totally hear you, Charles. Like, you can't, I, I you totally can't be a, you can't be a third party just to be a third party. You be a third party because you want to represent the people. Well, here's my question too: for the people that are going into this party that are Republicans and Democrats, right? If they lose, are they going to tell like if you're a Democrat and you're running through the forward party and you lose? Are you going to tell your supporters to support the Democratic candidate? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm totally, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And I was very surprised that they didn't have Medicare for all. That's why I'm like, what's the healthcare plan? Like you, you have to have, come on. We just went through a pandemic. Well, Andrew's Yang, Andrew Yang's answer for literally everything. You can ask, you can ask him about foreign policy. You can, every, his answer to every question is uh, freedom dividend, freedom dividend. Any question you ask him, that's just, so every, he, every, like minimum wage, freedom dividend. That's his answer to everything. You give everybody a thousand bucks and shut up. And that's, no Medicare for all, no minimum wage, no social safety. Now he gives you a thousand dollars a month and that's it. That's his solution to everything. Yeah. And that, that's not going to be enough. I mean, exactly. it, you can't just be like, okay, here's your thousand dollars. Like, no, you, you still need to give everybody health care because this is what I think is not being said is the fact that, okay, everybody gets UBI. Okay, great. You get a thousand dollars a month. Now, you know what the insurance companies can do? Hey, let's jack up these prices, these health care premiums. Exactly. You know what yeah, landlords def- can do? Oh, you're getting a UBI now. We're going to increase this rent. That's why you have to have other things in place. Because otherwise, it's just we need rent control to come back. <clears throat> I've mentioned this before, too. Like landlords here, at least, they can increase the rent as much as they want. We have no rent control and no rent stabilization. Yeah, I mean, basically, the UBI should be the icing on the cake, not the cake. Right. It should right. be in addition to, not in, re- in pl- replacing. Right. That's why I want to yeah. talk to him about that and be like, hey, what happens if we get that UBI and then all these other vendors decide they're going to increase their prices because now everybody gets that extra $1,000? But Yang, if you ask him a question, he's going to tell you what you want to hear. That doesn't actually mean that's what he's going to do. That's my opinion. I think he'll he's pretty weaselly. I think he'll give you a good answer, but that's not actually what he's going to do. He'll just basically try and tell you what you want to hear. So it's kind of doesn't it's kind of useless, I think, because I don't think he's going to I don't think he's totally fourth rate. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is and I want to hear this, you know, as well, like. I keep hearing people, Rokana brought this up in our interview as well. He said that we're going to try to help people get these tech jobs. And I'm like, not everybody can get a tech job. Not everybody has that background. Not everyone has that experience. I can't just walk into Google and say, hey, let me get a job. Like, it doesn't work that way. So why why are we focusing so heavily on the tech industry instead of, like, these trade skills? That's what we need more of. Yeah. Yeah. He's another just big disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we need plumbers. We need construction workers. 
Yeah, because like 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 my like the guy I use, the plumber I use, he can't get apprentices. Yeah, he's like so he actually has to come out himself. Whereas like yeah, he can't get any workers. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's very hard, and people are not going into these trades. And I wish, like I said, if they didn't take wood shop out of some of the public schools, I think more people would be going into those fields still. Well, also because the edu- our education system is so horrible, and so and it's and it's basically a, a form of segregation that people. We are, the people don't have the skills because they don't have the education because they can't afford the education because they don't want to go into debt for the rest of their lives. And, and that's probably by design so only the elite people can get the education that, that you know, they keep the, so they can keep the power for themselves. But, but that's part of the problem. Like even like doctors and stuff like that. That's why a lot of, a lot of doctors are foreign medical students because in our country, we don't have the, uh, the education. That's right. That's right. Well, Charles, thank you so much for calling in. I want to get to the other callers, but sure. thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, Betsy, you are the next caller. Hi, Savvy. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Okay, hanging in there in the heat. Uh, this is <laughs> is our new normal. I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like in 10, 20 years in the Boston area? It's It's like... Nope, just people keep burying their heads in the sand. But um, but anyway, yeah. um, despite that, mm. so a couple of things. Um, so yeah, and I was I was a little late to the uh the call in because uh, of work. But um, I so I missed what some other folks said. Um, you know, in the first fifteen minutes. Uh, but yeah, a couple of things. So I I saw your show, your interview of Je- with Jesse. I was super disappointed. Like, I was just like, oh, grown. And there are a couple of, of observations what I made is one is that he really did not let you get a word in edgewise. He, it was, I could tell you were really trying to like get in there and, and it's, it, that, that was frustrating. And he was like pressuring you to like, he's like, come on, Sabby, just, just say you'll support me. And you know, it's like, that was just, <laughs> Kind of, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. And then what was up with his like totally cringe like remark about, oh yeah, like all women should just withhold sex from men. And like, I've heard this argument before about, you know, hey, if, if you want to like shut up the anti-abortion men, like this is what you do if you're a woman and you're heterosexual and, you know, in a sexual relationship, just don't have sex. And I just, it it was just really cringe that he said that to you. I felt like it was inappropriate. I thought you handled it really well. You just kind of laughed and stuff, but like, it was just weird. I just, I don't know. And he's sitting there talking about Tesla cars, like, like as if, you know, probably we couldn't even test drive one if we wanted to. You probably have to have all sorts of proof of like income and whatnot to even test drive one. Can you imagine? Like for collateral, you probably have to give them like, your firstborn just to even test drive. So I don't know. It was just like, he just seemed out of touch. Right. And, um, so those are my, my thoughts on Jesse. Um, I'm really glad you interviewed him because this, this sheds so much light. Um, and like forward party, come on centrism. Oh my God. It just, it was just terrible. I'm curious, uh, Sabby, did you happen to see, it was posted just a few hours ago. Um, the Hill rising interviewed Andrew Yang about forward party and Brianna and uh, it was Brianna, Joy Gray and Katie Halper 
both of whom I really respect. Um, and then, um, uh, Robbie Suave or whatever the, the like libertarian, um, on there. And, and I was, you know, Brianna really took him to task and, I don't know if you caught the interview and, and for anyone on the, on the call in who didn't, I highly recommend it. It's, you know, YouTube, it's like 14, 15 minutes long. Um, and, you know, Brianna, like point blank, just asked Andrew Yang, are you, you know, going to take corporate money? And he claims, and I, I started, I posted the link in the chat, uh, to the, uh, forward party page on open secrets and you can see the donors Keep in mind, it's only through the end of Q2, so it only goes through June 30th. And according to Andrew Yang, he said just since they announced the, like, official launch of the party in the last, you know, whatever, couple days, um, they've raised, like, in the six figures from, like, and they've had 25,000 individual, like, signups, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, we don't take corporate money, like, but, like, he wouldn't actually pledge to not take it. And then he was like, well, none of, you know, no, no corporations have actually donated money. So I'd have to see, but I don't know. I don't think we'll take any from say the fortune 500 or 1000. And, you know, like he was hemming and hawing and he would not outright say no because he doesn't, right. He's not going to say no because he's got to leave that wiggle room so he can take corporate money. Um, I, I kind of scanned the donors um, on the open secrets page. I didn't really, I didn't see any corporations. I'd have to, you know, do more digging. And, and as I said, it only goes through June 30th. So, um, but I, I don't, it's really gross to me how he's like, yep, given up on UBI. He talks about that in the interview. They asked him specifically, why isn't he talking about it anymore? And he basically is like, oh, well, I learned that, you know, it's like not going to happen in our current system. And so like basically making it sound like he wants to, you know, like start off with just sort of like reforming the system overall. And then, and then we'll get to those things later. But the fact that it's not on a platform, there is no platform other than wait a minute. Wait, I'm so sorry, Betsy. Uh, Two things. Did you just say that he's not for not pushing UBI now? Correct. It's Go on the, the forward parties. It's okay. such BS. It's, yep, it's, no UBI. He completely it's, dropped it's, it. It's totally on the forward parties website as one of their <laughs> one of their principal. Like it's it's on there. Oh, I believe, I believe you, but he, he go watch the interview because he's like, yeah, he makes it sound like while he's personally for it, that he real has come to the realization that basically it's like never going to pass. And I'm like paraphrasing here, just go watch the interview. It's, it's really interesting because right. It's on the website, but then he's like, yeah, I, I admit that's it's not really going to happen, even though, yes, I would like it. But then he doesn't, right, he doesn't talk about Medicare for all. I mean, I wish Brianna and Katie had, like, specifically asked him, like, why isn't this in your platform? It was, they, they sort of talked around it. I know they had a short amount of time. Um, so, you know, I think what they covered was, was good. And it just really, like, I like Brianna's. I think it was Brianna who said it, not Katie, but either either way, made the point that, look, we already have a centrist party, the Democratic Party. So so if Andrew Yang, he's saying, well, we're we, like we're, we're trying to be, you know, in this like in the middle between the extremes, right, between the Democrats and the, and the Republicans, then 
then all that's doing, it's going to pull things further to the right. Um, and it, and he even admitted that, well, I guess, yeah, the Democrats, they're not as extremist as Republicans. But then he, 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 oh, I just don't like what I'm hearing from him at all. And, and I'm just, I'm so, again, like, like with Jesse, I'm so disappointed, um, in, in the person that he's become and what he's espousing. But the fact that when I first looked on their website, like, whenever it was launched and I didn't see anything on there about Medicare for all. I was like, Nope, Nope, not, I'm not, I'm not going to go like, yeah, great for them. They're just going to be become so right. Instead of a corporate duopoly, it'll be a corporate triopoly. I don't know what, what you call it, but it's, it's just so disheartening, but you gotta, everyone has to watch this interview. And I, I hope you get to interview him, Sabby. I don't know if you've, you've like, you know, made attempts to, um, you know, reach out to him. Um, I actually am friends with his college freshman roommate. So I, I, they're not like in touch, but I only recently found that out that they were roommates. I didn't even know that. Um, and so, you know, I, I could, I see what I could do about maybe um, getting, getting you connected to him if you're having trouble. Um, but like, I would love for you to grill him on these things because like, we don't need, you can't just like average, okay, like Democrats and Republicans divide by two and that equals independence. It doesn't work that way, right? Like independents are made up of so many, it's, it's so many diverse ideologies, right? Cause you have people like us who are, who find the Democratic Party like corporate and like way, way too far to the right. And so, you know, you have like Marxists like us and then you have people like, you know, who are, who are kind of in the mushy middle and you've libertarians and you have the never Trumpers. I mean, there, there's a wide range. So you can't just like average them out. And it's just, it's really gross. I just feel like it's more incrementalism. And, and also like you can't, and I, and, and I think he was sort of admitting this in a way that's like, you can't even get there without having ranked choice voting in place. So he, what he should do then is have his whole thing be, instead of setting up a new party, have a 50 state strategy for ranked choice voting. And there are organizations that exist already. Like, but we know it failed here in Massachusetts, but they have it in Alaska and they have it in Maine. And I guess they're trying to get it in Nevada some other places. But right, until we have all of that in all 50 states that would include the presidential election, then like, right, it's winner takes all first past the post. And, and so no third party is really going to gain a foothold. Like, so I, I just, I just was so turned off. And, um, and so yeah, everybody go to that interview from the Hill Rising. It was today. Um, and, you know, I hope you can get him on your show. But um, yeah, like I am definitely not liking what I'm hearing from the, the forward party. And so I'm going to continue to look at, you know, Greens. Um, I wish Socialist Alternative would run candidates, you know, locally, uh, you know, or not locally, sorry, in a more national scale, um, you know, but I, I, or just like independence, you know, like that guy you had on. I mean, yes, it's another old white dude. But I like his policies. That's the, to me, that's the most important thing. So yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. But, um, I just, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Jesse treated you very well. And I, um, I think, you know, I felt like you deserve better than that. But, um, you know, I'm glad you had him on so we could all kind of see him for what, 
for what he is, what he's become. And I love that you have Cynthia McKinney on. I think she's so awesome. So I was very happy to watch that as well. Um, and yeah, I hope, she, I, I hope she comes back to the U.S. someday, but I, I also don't blame her. <laughs> I know. Last time I had her on, she told me, uh, she says, Sabby, she said, everything that you're complaining about, this is why I live in Asia, Sabby. <laughs> don't, but, uh, don't blame her. But anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go so they can let other, other callers come on. But, um, I sent you actually a message through Colin. I don't even know if you saw it, but, um, but I did, and I forgot to mention it last time, is that, you know, I know you have a number of listeners in the Boston area, and I thought it would be fun if we could do a sort of combined, like, meetup of, you know, your your fans, your fan base in the Boston area. Um, and, yes, you would you would have to show up. <laughs> but, um, but then we could do some kind of volunteer, like, activity, like, you know, mutual aid something i think i had my idea initial thought was like voter registration but the, but i'm like yeah i don't know about that because i think the emphasis should be less on the you know voting and more on um you know the other things we can do mutual aid but we do have some you know good ballot initiatives um so i think it would be important for people to vote even if even if they're not going to vote for you know candidates this this november we have the fair share amendment to tax uh, millionaires and, and, you know, so there are some good things. And, and I think that's where, when you look at what happened in Kansas with the, you know, deafening, like, no, hell no, we're not going to strip abortion rights from our constitution in, in Kansas. That's how yeah. you, like, this is where the energy should be. Like the ballot yeah. initiatives and, and states that don't have it to like yep. see if we can get them to, to have it, you know? Yeah, I'm going to be talking about that tonight, but we are starting um, RBN for, I don't know if we've told this to you guys yet, but RBN, we, our plan is to start local chapters in, in our area. So like we would have a chapter here in the Boston area. Nick would have one uh, in Kansas City. CJ, I think CJ got his up and going um, in L.A. All of us will have a chapter where we can still do like tour for the poor things like what Rome does. Like so Rome doesn't have to go to all these different cities across the country anymore. We can focus on these and have these chapters established in our areas and help people here locally. So that's definitely something that we're working on now um, as a group. Um, I have not seen that interview yet. Someone else had mentioned it earlier. I actually have kind of been like boycotting, like rising since what they did to Kim, because my thing is, is this, whether you, you like what Kim has to say or not, the fact that they would not let her be on that interview with Fauci, that is not cool. Her highest ranked videos are those videos. (laughs) She's gone viral multiple times and she should have been there to ask Fauci, hey, what's up with this? Like you said all this stuff about the jab and stuff in the beginning. And I've been telling people all along that these things weren't true. Now the CDC is coming back and is agreeing with what Kim said. So Kim should be able to be on there totally agree. and ask those questions. And this isn't the first time that Rising has censored their host. If you go back and you remember when Crystal and Soccer were on Rising, when they announced they were leaving, one of the issues they mentioned was the censorship, how the producers told them they couldn't bring certain people on and all this kind of stuff. Like, no, it's just very, it's corporate. 
Rising is corporate. I want people to understand that. But when Kim came on last year, the promise that they made to her is that they would not censor her. And she discussed that when she came on my show last year. And then you see they changed that. So this is why this is the thing about the corporate and the corporate money. They tell you one thing in the beginning and then they come back and they try to change what they say. And that's why you can't take the the corporate. It's so corrupt. And you know what? What they did to Kim, they can do it to anyone else who's left there. Anyone else. I mean, I don't think any of those people have a contract with Rising. I don't think they do. Yeah. And I'm almost I'm almost surprised that like Brie is still on there, that they're like, let, let her, you know, maybe after maybe after this with uh with Andrew Yang's interview, maybe they'll ask her, too. But um, probably not, because, again, <laughs> remember, the Hill is is not for third parties. The Hill is corporate. A lot of times, if you read their articles like the Hill's articles, they basically prop up the Democratic Party. So they're not going to that's why they would let Crystal and Sauger talk about Bernie Sanders, because Bernie Sanders was running through the Democratic Party. Right. Yeah. But, but Brie, if you push Brie back was definitely on bad mouthing the, the Dems and the forward party. So, I mean, she. Yeah. Like, I, I'm actually that's why I'm surprised that, that they're, they still, you know, have her on there just, you know, despite that. But um, anyway, uh, I'll I'll go and let, you know, other callers speak. But um, but yeah. That's um I'm excited to uh to learn about um some of the local initiatives. Um so I'll look for that. But uh yeah, take care, Savvy, and uh I will uh talk to you later. All righty. Thanks so much, Betsy. All right, uh Joshua, you are the next caller. You just have to hit unmute. I think I got it right this time if the app's working today. Um, so anyway, I just want, I've been uh, listening and uh, I was born in Massachusetts. So thank you for the work you're doing in my home state. Um, I'm not in Massachusetts anymore, but listening to this, uh, I mean, why are we even talking to candidates that are not essentially anti-war for Medicare for all and about adequately addressing climate change? I mean, I know once we figure them out, but I think we can figure them out before we give them airspace to essentially have a platform for their uh, essentially working for corporatist or technocrat oligarch policies. It's pretty obvious right now to anybody that's paying attention. In my humble opinion, um, I think that we really need a dark horse candidate at this point. Like uh, nobody that currently wants the office should hold the office. Um, voting harder uh, and electoral politics have obviously failed. Um, your local actions, your local mutual aid collectives, those types of things, like where we need to turn our energy towards, um, and then looking and seeking out these third-party uh, candidates. Um, when you look at uh, essentially ranked choice voting, it was not his idea. I mean, this is not new. It's been brought up before. I think he's just used it kind of as a cudgel. Um, he is co-opted, is is Ventura. I'm not really sure why we would even be thinking about former wrestlers that happen to garner a state that are octogenarian white patriarchs for anything at this point. Uh, but it, we seem to give them airspace, probably because their young son gave them cover on another platform to make them seem like they might still have some faculties about them, but obviously do not. Um, so I uh, wanted to come on this program for a while. Thank you for the work you're doing. And I'm signing out. All right. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, yeah, Jesse Ventura is anti-war. Um, I have talked to 
I've talked about that before. A reference to the Medicare for all, again, like that was the first time I had heard that. That was the first time I had heard that. I didn't know that he was had signed on with the forward party. I didn't know. Like when he came up for the interview, a lot of those things that he said was a surprise to me. So, yeah, it just even what Betsy said about Andrew Yang not being for UBI now, not trying to push that. What the hell is Andrew Yang thinking? That was his number one thing. And it's on the forward party's website. So if he is not for UBI, they need to take it off that website. And he needs to explain to people when he goes into these interviews, what are the policies? I've seen him on multiple interviews now, and he's asked that question and he doesn't answer the question. Again, it's just, look, I really, really want third party to succeed. I really do. But if we keep having these organizations pop up and they're not actually having real policies, they're being you know, shifty on the issues, they're, they're putting things on their website, and then they're going on to interviews saying that, no, we're not about that. That's a problem. And it's going to make future third parties that could develop in this country, it's going to give them a bad rep because of this. So I think that this, this is crazy. Why are you going on 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 uh, platforms doing interviews and you have you say you have no policies? You should already have that. How do you develop a third party with no policies? That doesn't make any sense. What is just okay, guys? Let's just all get together and start this party. Yeah, it'll be cool, man. Yeah, we'll figure out some policies later on. What? Then what is the party? What is it, Patricia? I'm going to go ahead and bring you on. You're the next caller. Just hey, hey, hi, Fabi. <laughs> so glad I can call in. So, Sabi, I just wanted to give my my opinion, just my opinion, with the forward party. So, the forward party to me, I found it a little sus when I'm seeing Republicans jump on the bandwagon. Also, some of the Democrats. So, to me, I get a feeling like this is uh, kind of like like a uh, operation between the Democrats and the Republicans, and they feel like the American people. They're fed up with both parties, and I feel like it's more like an infiltrated third party, but it's going to be the same system over again. And when the forward party runs candidates in 2024, the real test is going to be if they're able to be on the debate stage. And are they going to have any obstacles? Like we saw some of the independent, uh, previous independents trying to run into the debates. And if they're easily allowed to go on the debate stage in 2024, if they do run candidates, I think it would be the perfect time to have a true independent as well, because how can you allow a candidate of the forward party be able to debate but a true independent put obstacles for them not to debate. So I do find the forward party very sus. And uh, another thing I just wanted to say on the Jesse uh, interview, I did also find it very, I felt some kind of way when the Vanguard had interviewed Jesse a couple of months back and how Jesse was kind of propping an oligarch of Mexico called Carlos Slim and how he was kind of praising him like, yeah, we can do independent. You just get some of these oligarchs to fund your campaign. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, this is the system we're trying to get away from, this corruption. What do you mean? So uh, I wasn't too convinced with, with Jesse and, and, you know, what he was trying to say. And that's it. Thank you so much for that, Patricia. Yeah, I just um, I'll have to go go and watch that interview with Vanguard um, because, again, I was I was really shocked by like all of this, like when he came on and. 
yeah, I hear what you're saying about four party. If their candidates are able to debate, I want to see Green Party candidates up on that stage to debate too. I want to see independents up on that stage to debate too. If you guys haven't had the chance, watch the interview I did with John Stasevich. He's running for president as an independent. And he explained like why he won't run as a third party candidate. And he goes pretty deep into it. Um, but I feel like he really gets it. But, you know, that's going to be suspicious to me if I see forward party candidates on that debate stage, but I don't see Green Party candidates on that debate stage. I mean, look at what they did to Jill Stein. Jill Stein showed up to the debate. They arrested her. You know, it's just Jill Stein's still dealing with that lawsuit today, for those who don't know. So there's something about this is weird to me, man. It just It's just really strange. Where did all this money come from? How do you have a party and you say you don't know what the policies are? You haven't figured those out yet. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just it's just very weird to me. Even MPP had listed, they had already figured out what their policies were, what they were, what they wanted people to run on. They had already figured out what the organization was about. But I mean, like the four party had they don't even know what they want to be. Like, I'm like, what is this about? It's just really weird. It's weird, it's weird to me. And I don't know. The whole Andrew Yang thing is just, it's sus to me. It's sus. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and I think I got one more call. Thank you so much for that, Patricia. And Brady, I'm going to bring you on and then I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to try to take some of the heat off of you and just reiterate that it was my idea for you to interview Jesse Ventura. And I'm glad you did it because I don't have to hold my breath over him anymore. It really did kind of seal the deal for me that he's kind of a little too old. And so we need to talk about real solutions. And um, I proposed just like a hypothetical third party in my head called the People Party, like the singular version of it. And I've been collecting a um, huge list of awesome platform ideas along with solutions for these platforms. And so if anyone has any platform idea they'd like to see at all, please just send me platform ideas. I'm building an awesome platform. Uh, for no reason at all, really. <laughs> and beyond that, uh, when it comes to debates, I'm also hosting third-party debates by proxy. So if they don't agree to debate a third-party candidate, we're just going to take any words they say in public, or we're just going to take the debate between the two main candidates. And then I'm going to host a debate where I interject a third-party candidate and give them as much time as they need to speak in between candidates and answer every question the candidates did. And we could just post that up to YouTube. And they're going to have to debate these people in absence, which is just going to make them look, it's going to expose them as the cowards they are for not stepping up to the debate table in the first place. So if anyone would like to see a debate hosted between any third party candidate and literally anyone else, um, we can make that happen by proxy. Send them my way. I'll I have one example I did on Odyssey, um, but we can absolutely uh, host third party debates like they did on RT with Jill Stein back in the day. and. Um, thank you so much, Sabrina. Thanks so much, Brady. That's a good idea. All right, Roger, I'm going to take you really quick, and then I do have to head out because I have to get ready for the Savvy and uh, JB show. But you're on the mic. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read this real quick. You know I like to write shit down, right? <laughs> so, so I'm just going to go through my thoughts because I didn't want to forget anything. So this is what I wrote. Jesse saying I'm socially liberal and fiscally conservative means you are a Democrat. However, this is perfect 
because that will mean that he will be splitting the centrist, professional, managerial, white-collar, suburban-class vote, creating the perfect storm for someone like a Green Party or independent left candidate to squeeze through. With that, I say to the forward party, forward, let's encourage them, but don't vote for them. Jesse started talking about libertarian talking points of big government bad. I was horrified. Me personally, I have libertarian views on war, protecting the Fourth Amendment and big tech, but not on things to secure our basic needs. I think Jesse thinks we are stupid. He comes on your show and blames you guys for taking out student loans in the first place, sprouting personal responsibility. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have taken it out if you can't pay pay for it. You know, uh, we were able to pay our pay for our loans. Like, why can't you guys? Like, dude, there was not a public service announcement to push people to go into, you know, to go to college. Ben says he will pay for student loan debt using the Colorado model of tax and weed. The feds, as Dr. Fat Hell Kaboob said on your show, a president can have his Treasury Secretary mint a coin, assign a value to it, and target it toward to pay for whatever he wants. You use taxes to to uh, to regulate bad behavior. Okay, Congress can do that too. He says he believes that healthcare is a human right. I can't help but feel as if Yang told him, just go on that progressive news show and then sell them centrism and throw them a bone here and there. Medicare for all, student loan debt. I'm not taking big money. Then went to begging for votes like he was coercing you into voting for him. He kept pressing you. Now will you vote for me, Savvy? Savvy, I'm not going to let this go. Now will you vote for me? Like over and over and over again. Like, dude, stop begging. As if he was thinking, hey, I'm saying the progressive stuff. Why is she not biting? He thought we were going to bite when he floated low-hanging fruit to us about pro-choice, guns, women's rights. Like, we in this space, we are so much past that. The Democrat Party is stuck there. We are way past that. We talking about shit that got to do with helping not only the working class, but the struggling class and the hurting class. I wish um, we just did a show on minimum wage, not keeping up with local rent rates. I wish you would have remembered to slap him with that one. That would I would have loved to have seen where he would have been on that. It's like dude telling students who have incurred student debt, you know, you know, like oh, you know, who were conned into it. Then he was talking about oh, women should withhold sex to drive men crazy. Like women don't want sex just as bad. Like Jess, I don't need to be hearing all that. I saw a woman. Po- I saw a woman post on Twitter that maybe all the women should just leave all all those states and just let the men go fuck themselves. But they probably would be arrested for laws against gay sex that they approve. I didn't say that. That's what I saw some woman post on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, look, just fuck these politicians. Do your ball- do ballot initiatives. If you're in a state that doesn't have a ballot initiative, try to press your 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 legislators to put one before you. Um, I think the arg- the argument that I use for New York State that I'm trying to use is, hey, listen, you might have a policy that you want to pass really bad, but leadership 
is not passing it. Okay. I'm no longer reading. This is me off, off the top of the head. Um, you might have a policy that you want passed really bad, but leadership and the governor is just not being able to, to pass. I told them, I told these guys who are running, you need to be able to pass that rock to us so we could run for the touchdown and shoot that ball through the hoop. Okay. Like guys, you know, they're just not, they're fighting. So it's going to have to be you guys to do it. So here you go. Run with it. My other argument is don't rest on your laurels. You know, like I said, people, I tell them, um, New York state can be, we have to prepare for one day when New York state is a red state. Don't think it can't happen. Okay. Don't, don't, don't think that, you know, like, oh, well, you know, like we need an ace in the hole. Okay. We need an ace in the hole for the day when that day comes. It's like, oh, well, if they vote Republican, that means that they want their policies. I say, dude, people don't vote based on policy. They only vote based on policy when you put a ballot initiative or veto referendum in front of them. People vote based on people vote for human beings based on three things. So now, unlike like me and you and everybody here, yeah, we vote based on policy, but the average person walking the street don't vote based on policy. They vote based on three things. Familiarity, um, the alphabet letter next to the name and emotion. That's it. I'll take that guy over that guy because I'm not for, for that guy over there. Yeah, but this person is, you know, like I know people, it was said that if you remember Newt Gingrich, when people say, how's this guy keep getting elected all the time? Sometimes politicians are good at constituent services, but terrible at, at policy for the state or for the country, you know, but we had a guy here who who was trying to uh, primary some guy, whatever the case is, and in, in the state legislature, everyone he everywhere he went to, they was like, "Oh, well, he came to my son's uh, baseball game. He attended my daughter's graduation. He was at the cookout. He did, you know, like he got that sidewalk repaired or whatever the case is." Yeah, but the guy is is ter- passing terrible policy for the state. You know what I mean? We need, like I said, we need something for ourselves which is a ballot initiative you know and we need to start pushing our state legislatures to put an amendment before us that would allow us to do so and if you already live in in a state that allows that like i said fuck these politicians you do it yourself I, I, along with all your peoples but you know that's pretty it that's pretty much it i don't know if what i said i was just rambling on if it made sense or whatever Yeah. Well said, Roger. Um, For people who are not aware, that's actually how we passed, um, how we legalized marijuana in Massachusetts. It was a ballot initiative. And then people were not aware. And then we did it once we once you guys gave us the uh, the go ahead. Yep. And then the surrounding states. So then Connecticut did it. uh, Vermont, New Hampshire. They're weird. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like they passed it in the House, but didn't pass it in the Senate. I don't know. It's weird. Um, But yeah, that's the idea with these ballot initiatives. It puts pressure on the surrounding states and it's supposed to trickle on down over to the other states as well. But um, that's that's how we did it. You guys, it wasn't like the governor of Massachusetts said, hey, I think marijuana should be legal. No. In fact, if it was up to him, he probably would have said no. But, you know, we we did that through people power. So I think these are all like very good points. And I think that um, this, like I said, this is all going to be very interesting. I think, you know, we're, we're starting to see what's happening here. It is very, I don't know if everyone remembers this, but when Andrew Yang was running for president, 
he was saying that line, it's not left, it's not right, it's forward back then. So I think that even back then, Andrew Yang knew that if he did not win, which I don't think Andrew Yang thought he was going to win, but if he did not win, I planted this idea in other people's heads. Maybe later on, we can get something started with this message. It's not left, it's not right. And I have nothing against that. Mm-hmm. But what I do have a problem with is a third party taking corporate money. This is a problem. Like I said, if you're going to do that, you might as well just roll with the Democrat. No UBI. They're not pushing that no more. Okay. You might as well just roll with the two party system. It, it just, yeah, right. that doesn't make any sense to me. It really, it really does not. And no, I just, I, I can't believe he did that. I understand that. But then the vote will be split. You see what I'm saying? Not, not like we, we're not running with either, like people like me, you, and people in this space. This, like I said, that can give an opportunity for an independent leftist or a Green Party candidate to squeeze right through. So if you want to go and start, I mean, look at how it was divided in the, in the 2020 presidential Democrat primary. Okay. All of those centrist votes got divided up and they said, Oh, shoot, Bernie's going to win. So, you know, you know, Obama came in there. Hey, consolidate the vote so Bernie can't win. You see what I'm saying? So, okay, you want to have more centrist parties and keep dividing that, you know, white collar professional managerial, white um, white collar class suburban vote up? Yeah, you go right ahead. And then that, like I said, that's an opportunity for us. Of course, you know me, I'm I'm for no parties. Okay, I would much rather an independent leftist win than than a Green Party win. Not because I got anything personal against the Green Party. I like their platform and so on and so forth. But just as principle, I'm just against parties. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, I I, of course, I already went into that on your show, whatever. But yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But I see it as a glass half full than glass half empty. If you want to start start starting centrist parties. You know, because we're not going to vote for these guys. You know, I I looked at Jesse. I'm like, did you get bumped in the head too many times when you were wrestling? And it's now taking effect now. What Like, what is this guy talking about? It's like, this is not the same Jesse that I remember. But I was really surprised. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, I haven't watched that interview with Vanguard yet. But after my interview with Jesse, I did get a message from someone telling me, like, this is not what he said on Vanguard's interview. And that was recent. Mm. I think, Sabby, when people come on your show, you be revealing them or turning them into centrists. What's his name? Adult, what's it? Reed came on your show and you was like, oh, wait a minute. Where did this come from before? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, what are you transforming people or just revealing who they really are without knowing that you're doing it? <laughs> oh, no, man. I don't know. It just. I- I don't know. We will see. We will see. But Roger, thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to um go ahead and wrap up this segment, guys, because I got to get ready for the JB and Savvy show. But uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Kim Iverson will be on. Um, I'm also going to talk about the constitutional amendment that passed in Kansas uh, concerning uh, women's right for abortion. We're also going to discuss... Um, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan and miscommunication between her and some of the other people in D.C. as to whether or not the United States is supporting Taiwan as an independent 
uh, independence. And we're also going to talk about uh, Governor Baker here in Massachusetts, who's recently just come under fire, uh, given the recent announcement that came out the other day. And so people here are livid and not happy about that. But definitely check that out, guys. That'll be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Other than that, I'm signing off and have a good night. All right.